All right, y'all ready for the word? Y'all ready to be blessed? It's better to be blessed than to be stressed, amen? And we're about to find out in the word exactly. We're going to kind of continue on our, uh, our conversation about what the, what the blood of Jesus has done for us. And how it's our, we saw last week how we are protected by the blood of Jesus. Um, today we're going to see uh, just how forgiven we are, how cleansed we are because of the blood of Jesus. Y'all ready? Man, there's a lot of kids in this church. A lot of kids. And Bob McMillan wants to babysit every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, forever clean. That's, how we, that's who we are. That's what Christ has done for us. So let's go right into scripture. Uh, I want to show you one of my favorite verses of all time, all time, all time. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. It doesn't say the law, right? It doesn't say uh, the law in truth. It says grace and truth, okay? That's very important because the law was given through Moses. The law is something, to, uh, is, is something uh, of a burden to us. In the sense that we can't fulfill it. We can't keep it. None of us can. If you break one, you break them all. And so this says that grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Now look, Jesus, when he said this, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. How many people have heard that? Yeah, we've heard that all growing up, right? If you grew up in the church, you heard that. Even if you didn't grow up in the church, in some way or fashion, you heard that saying, right? But here's the question. Who was Jesus talking to when he made that statement? He was talking to the Pharisees. Now, do the Pharisees know the law? Yes. Oh, yeah. They know the law. They know everything about the law. So if he's talking to people that know the law and he tells them, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free, then the truth cannot be the law because they knew the law. Amen? Hey, don't leave your brain at home just because you come to church. Bring your brain with you. All right, let us reason. Let's talk about this. <laughs> Doesn't that make sense? Yeah, so people can't take this out of context and just throw it as they can. But I need you to know in context, he's talking to Pharisees who know the law. Paul knew the law. I believe with all my heart that's why God chose Paul. Because he knew the law front and back. He knew it. He could quote it all day long. He knew the law. And yet, grace opened his eyes. Literally. Ananias, right? He went to his, he went and, and prayed over Paul and the scales fell off his eyes. It's a beautiful thing because Ananias' name means the grace of God. Love that story, man. So one key truth that'll set people free today. Anybody come to church expecting good things? You come to church, you expect good things. You don't come to church thinking, what can I do? You come expecting what can be done for you. And then when you receive what can be done for you, now you're able to supply somebody. But if you're supplying somebody out of your supply, it's going to run out. It will. Ask Kelly. She will tell you. She's being honest. And she's really honest sometimes. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> 1 John 1, 7. This is going to set some people free here today, right? So, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses. Say cleanses. Cleanses, cleanses us from all sin. Now, cleanses. Class. <laughs> Past, present, or future. Cleanses. 
present. Right now, the blood of Jesus is cleansing you from all sin. Right now, where you sit, as far as God sees you, you are covered by the blood of Jesus. Cleanses. And here's how I know, just in case you don't know, if you go to the original, right? I know this is hard for some of you guys to see, but the word cleanseth, eth, <laughs> is in present active. In the Greek, present means what? Right now. Active means what? It means he's doing it and we're not, right? He is actively, it's the subject of the sentence. The subject of the sentence is the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus cleanses you. The blood of Jesus is actively, right now, presently, cleansing you from all sin. That's how powerful it is. Each and every morning, you wake up, you thank the Lord for the blood that is cleansing you right now. Receive it, a fresh, fresh sense of what Christ is doing for you. Because here's the problem. The problem people think is that they, <laughs> you have to kind of go back to the, uh, oh, let me show you this. The word all cleanses us from all sin is the word pas, which means each and every. So the blood is literally cleansing you from each and every sin, all sin, right? Sometimes in the Greek, you'll say, hey, what, what do you think the word all means? And people say it means all. <laughs> yep, that's what it means. But it also means it's so much deeper, so beautiful, because the Greek, the, the, the Hebrew and the Greek is such a beautiful language. And, and, and there's so much in one word, as we saw last week, the word token, right? That kind of blew a lot of people away. We got a lot of good feedback. I say we got feedback. This thing is like going up my nose, man. It's really not. Dwayne's like, I'm never using that again, right? <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> I'll clean it. Each and every sin, each and every sin, say each and every sin is cleansed in you right now. Don't be sin conscious, be Savior conscious, be Jesus conscious, because he cleansed you, all right? So, so what if I'm not walking in the light? Because there was an if, if we walk in the light, it, we got to be walking in the light. That's what it said. If we walk in the light, then the blood cleanses us from all sin. See, if we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So what if we don't walk in the light? Right? Look at this. If the blood cleanses you from any and every sin, how can you be in darkness? Because if you go back, and, and the person named Duh said that. If you go back, look, people will say, when you're walking in light, when you sin, you're in darkness. But when you're obeying the Lord, you're in the light, right? That, that, that's kind of how that's taught. You got to be obedient to be in the light. You got to walk according to the light. The problem is it doesn't say according to the light. It says you got to walk in the light, in the light. Where is this person that, that is, where was this person before they sinned? Most people would say darkness. The word darkness isn't in there. It's not. This person is in the light. This person is in the light. And if this person is in the light, he's saying, you got to remember, you're in the light. And the blood covers you. Not if you're obeying God, then you're in the light. Right? You, the, the Bible never says a believer is darkness. Never. Calls them children of light. 
children of light. That's who we are. That's what Christ made us. We are walking in Christ. It's not you. It's not you being perfect and then you're in the light. It's you being under Jesus who's perfect and put you in the light. Whoa! Come on, church. You, you got to pay attention to Mr. Duh. You got to bring your mind to church sometimes. Don't leave it at home. Don't leave it at home. <laughs> bring, bring, bring your brain to church, right? Look at this, man. I want to show you the word for walk. It's, it's peripateo. I jacked it up. Don't worry about it. You say it how you want to say it. The meaning is important. To make one's way, right? It literally is to live, to live in the light. It's not you walking according to the light. It's you living in the light. If Jesus is in you, then guess what? You're in the light. It's not about you doing the right thing. Man, that comes when you realize you are in the light. It comes when you, see, it's a process. We try to skip some of it. Man, you got to understand you're in the light when Christ is in you. The blood covers you, and now the anointing is on you. You can't skip the process. This being in the light holds people in bondage because it was always taught. Who, who in here was taught that being in the light means that you're not sinning? You're, you're in the light as long as you're obeying the Lord, right? Well, how often do you obey the Lord? We ain't Catholic, but if we need to be, somebody stand up, confess some stuff. <laughs> she was quick to pull you down, boy. Quick. Quick. The Bible never calls believers darkness. We went there, right? So check this out. Ephesians 5, 8. Just an example. We let the Bible tell us, right? We don't take, don't take my opinion. Don't take my, my commentary. The Bible says, for you were once. Say once. once. Uh, were, that's, that's kind of a past tense term, yeah? You were once darkness. But now, say now. That's one of the biggest buts in the Bible right there. But now, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. In other words, see, even this verse can put people in bondage because they say, as long as we're walking according to the light. Now, he's saying, walk, walk. Remember, you're children of light. He said it. You were once in darkness, but now you are the light of the Lord. So walk that way. In other words, remember who you are. Stop, stop looking at your sins. Start, stop acting like you're in darkness when you're not. You're clearly not in darkness. Your victory comes from you understanding that you are in the light. And he's not, your, your sins have been cleansed. Jesus said this, then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not, say shall not shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. If you believe in Jesus, you are a father, you confess Jesus with your mouth, and you believe that God raised him from the dead, you're in the light. The word shall not there is ume, double negative in the Greek. You shall never, ever, never, ever, never, never, ever, never, you shall never, ever, ever, ever walk in darkness. Why? Because you're not going to sin anymore? No, because you're in the light. You are in the light. Boom, 1 John 1, 7, let's go back. But if, you, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have, have. Like we're not trying to get fellowship with God. We have it. It's ours. And, and you didn't do anything to get it. You don't even deserve it. You can't buy it. It's a gift. And you have it. 
You have it. This tells us everything we need to know. I don't know why it's a blank slide in there. <laughs> walk in the light, not according to the light. You can't walk around and let people tell you that you're in the light when you're obeying God. Because that's not true. That's, that, that's taking that verse out of context. We, we, we're not, it's not according to, it's we're walking in the light. We're walking in Jesus. Jesus is in us. He doesn't leave you when you disobey. And if you, if you say it that way, this is what you're really saying. If the blood depends on me to confess every time I sin, then I'm only as clean as I remember to apply the blood. Do you think God wants you walking around thinking like that? Because what you're saying is that what Jesus did on the cross was not enough for you. That's very disrespectful to someone who gave his son for you. A son who was blameless. Satan wants you to feel dirty. He wants you to feel unclean. Because unclean people do unclean things. Isn't that right? The more people told me in high school that I was going to be a dropout anyway, guess what I became? I actually did graduate. I don't have my diploma because I still owe GHS like $150 in donut money. money. <laughs> but it's just a piece of paper, right? I'd rather keep my piece of paper that says $150 on it than like get that paper. Okay, I probably should do the right thing. We need to write a check to GHS. Dang it, man. I hate when the Lord like speaks to you in front of people. <laughs> All right, let's go back. If we confess. I, the reason I'm showing you this verse, man, is I want you to get it. I want you to see that you are cleansed from all sin. And that walking in the light is not you being obedient. It's Jesus being obedient for you. And he was. Right? Look at Leviticus. Very important because people will say, hey, man, uh, so what are you saying? People can just sin? You can give people a license to sin because they're forgiven? They can do what they want to do? No. Check this out, man. This is what happens. Uh, this is in the old, you want to see Jesus in the old covenant, right? No, Testament. I love doing this. Leviticus 14. This is what happens when, uh, say, a leper would come to the priest. Uh, the, the, the priest shall take one male lamb and offer it as a trespass offering. Who, by the way, is our trespass offering? Jesus, right? And, and the log of oil, love that too, and, and, and wave them as a wave offering before the Lord. A wave offering. This was what they would do. They would wave the lamb before the Lord as a wave offering, okay? The other offering was uh, for a sin offering, and that was where the lamb would be cut, and they would heave it. They called it the heave offering. So when you have a heave offering and a wave offering, what do you guys see? The cross, right? Everything's about Jesus, amen? So then... It says, then he shall kill the lamb in the place where he kills the sin offering and the burnt offering in a holy place. For as the sin offering is the priest, so is the trespass offering. It is most holy. Okay. Uh, the priest shall take some of the blood of the trespass offering and the priest shall put it on the tip of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed. Meaning, once that blood's on the ear, anything that leper hears going forward, a leper is an outcast who has no rights or benefits because they have leprosy. This is how much God loves them. So they, they, they put the, the, the blood on the ear, meaning everything that person hears, symbolizing that, that, that every, it will be bl a blessing to them because all they've heard is cursing, right? That, that's how God restores us. 
I love that, right? Uh, and, and on the thumb of his right hand, anything that leper now touches will be blessed because it has blood on it. Are you following me? All right. And on the big toe, the big toe on his right foot, bam, put the blood on it. What does that mean? Everywhere he goes, everywhere his foot touches will be blessed. I just like that the word, the word big toe in the Bible, the big toe. Yeah, everything's covered up in there, boy. I love it. Right. And the priest shall take some of the log of the oil and pour it into the palm of his hand, uh, his own left hand. And then the priest shall dip his right finger in the oil that is in his left hand and shall sprinkle some of the oil with his finger seven times before the Lord. Why is that? That's perfection. The, see, he's standing in front of the, the Ark of the Covenant. And, and the, what's on top? The mercy seat. And he's, he's putting seven, seven times before the mercy seat. Not on it, before it. Why? That, that symbolizes that where that high priest is standing is perfect ground, holy ground, perfection. That, that priest that's representing that leper. Who is your high priest today, church, according to Hebrews? Jesus. Is he perfect? Absolutely. This whole thing is a picture of what Jesus has done for us, right? Uh, and, and the rest of the oil in his hand, the priest shall put some on the tip of the right ear, oil on the blood. Say oil on the blood. Oil comes after the blood. In other words, man, we don't have to go through this whole thing, man. I want to show you. Um, we'll get to this in a second. I want, I want to tell you that if people say that you can just, that people will sin anytime they want because they're covered by the blood, I don't believe deep down there's a person like that. I believe that if you understand that you are cleansed, that the oil that is on the blood, because the Holy Spirit follows the blood. It just does. See this? So, so we were just seeing uh, 1 John chapter, wait, let me go back to this. I'll show you that in a second. Let's get on this. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. See, this is 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 1, we see the blood. Following the blood, we see the Holy Spirit, the oil. Are you with me? All right. So, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you. Why? The Holy Spirit teaches you. You won't want to do those things anymore. You won't want to go out and party every night anymore. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit is teaching you there's something better in life. There's something more fulfilling in life. That's what the Holy Spirit's role is. So, uh, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all, th all things, not the Holy Spirit's going to teach me some things, all things, right? And it's true, and it's not a lie. And just as it was taught you, you will abide in him. Man, that's, that's saying that the Holy Spirit will come into you, is in you, after you, the blood, you realize that you are completely cleansed. Now the Holy Spirit's on you. You can clearly hear the Holy Spirit because you're not focusing on your sin. You're free. You've been set free. The truth will set you free. And now you know you're covered by the blood. Now the Holy Spirit's on you, and you can clearly hear, hey, man, you don't need that to make you happy anymore. You don't need to walk out there and find happiness. Happiness, joy, is from me. And you find that well of joy inside of you because it's the Holy Spirit in you. And that, that doesn't make you want to go out and keep doing what you're doing. It does the opposite. Amen? If someone is out there, I always tell people this, man, you're, you're giving license to 
to sin at your church. And I'm like, w w w I do it right back to him. <laughs> In my head, I want to. I'm like, like I'm some middle school kid. And I'll do it. I ain't above that. Look, I will go that way, I, that route, if it, somebody want to go down that road. That's how humble I am. But listen, people say you're giving me, you, you got to confess all these sins. You, gotta, you just got to confess. First John 1, 9 says confess, right? You got to confess. That ain't for us, by the way. But it says that. And, and I always tell people, man, if, if that's true, have you confessed every time you doubt? Right. Because people that say that only look at the big sins, right? But anything that is not of faith is sin. Oh, that's a little sin. Oh, yeah, but you know, because God thinks of sin as like misdemeanor and felony. And <laughs> sin is sin. See, that's what religion does to people, man. I told you, don't leave your brain at home. Don't leave it at home. The devil wants you to feel unclean because when you feel unclean, You'll do unclean things. That's where I was going with that donut story. <laughs> so I was told that I, uh, I, I, I should drop out, literally by my principal, drop out. Why don't you just drop out, Troy? You're in my office every day. I have, my desk was literally in his office. He goes, you ain't going to do nothing. You ain't going to do nothing but sell drugs your whole life anyway. Why are you coming here? Just do us all a favor. And I was like, well, dang. I'm not wanted anywhere, you know. I, I, I can't really, uh, when, sometimes I would go home, get on the bus, right? Imagine you being like in the eighth grade or ninth grade, right? And you're riding the bus home and you get to your little apartment complex and in the, in the parking lot of your apartment complex is all the furniture that you used to have in your house, right? And there's a cop out there and, and my parents are being evicted as I'm on the bus and all the other kids are like, <coughs> right? Some nights I didn't know where I would sleep. Literally, didn't know where I would sleep. And so I'm dealing with all this stuff at home. Now, the teachers and stuff, they don't understand that. They don't, they don't see that. They don't know. I don't blame them. But when I'm hearing that I have nowhere to be at home and now I'm being kicked out of school, I'm like, well, I guess this is who I'm going to be. And when I'm told that's who I'm going to be, guess what? That's what I became. I listened to what people were telling me to be. And I became that person. The more unclean I felt, the more unclean I operated. But once I found out, and it took, <laughs> I ain't talking like the next week, decades, decades for me to figure this out. That, that <laughs> and, and it was because, it wasn't because of her, but it was, it, she had something to do with it. At school, I met her, right? She got in all my classes because she thought I was hot, and that's the way I remember it. I'm just saying. In my mind, when I tell this story, that's exactly what, how it went down, right? I actually got in all her classes, <laughs> if we're being honest. Dang it. Um, and she, when I asked her out, she said, hey, that'd be great, but I, I want you to come to church with me. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, go to church with you. I went to church with her, and, uh, and, and, and it turned out that it was the most boring class I've ever been in in my life. There were six unmarried people in there with a... Uh, a very old, kind of dry sense of humor guy. And I'm like, this is ridiculous, but whatever, she's hot. I'll do whatever I need to do. <laughs> right? I'm a guy. Come on. Well, yeah, you're laughing because you know, Bobby. <laughs> but she introduced me to Brother Eddie. And Brother Eddie 
God used him to like, turn my life around because he would tell me, hey, God didn't disqualify you. You're, he still can use you. He still, you still have a purpose in this life. And when he started telling me that, I started to think, man, could, listen, he asked if I would like be a deacon. And I'm like, bro, I've been divorced. I've done drugs. I'm I, an alcoholic. There, there's about, <laughs> there's a number of girls that would tell you differently about me, right? And, I, and all this stuff started coming to my mind. And all, I was so sin conscious that I couldn't see an opportunity right in front of me, an opportunity that the Lord has qualified me. And the moment you get out of that sin consciousness, you can see right where God wants you to be. And, 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 and honestly, this is not for me, but do you think God uses me today? Amen. Yes, he can do the same for you once you get out of your past and start looking at your future in Christ. That's what the gospel does to people. So he wants you to feel unclean. You ever hear the eagle story, man? I got to tell you the eagle story. The eagle and the chickens. Real quick, got to tell it to you, man. We got to, listen, there was this little farmer boy. He had, some of you guys at FCI told this story too. You remember this eagle story, right? A little farmer boy who went out on a cliff. He saw a cliff. He saw an eagle's nest up, up, up on the cliff. He climbed up there. He took an egg from the eagle's nest, brought it back down to his farm, and put it in with the chickens. True story. <laughs> and what had happened over a couple of years, or uh, over, over some time, is all the eggs hatched. And so you got all these chickens running around, right? These baby chickens. And you got this little eagle running around. Now, honest question. Is the eagle a chicken because he's with all the chickens or is he an eagle? He's an eagle, even though he's walking around with the chickens. And, and chickens don't fly, so chickens are walking around, man. And, and, and the eagle's just eating and playing and doing everything. They're afraid of snakes. They run and hide when they hear something wrestling, right? And, and so one day, though, the eagle, the little baby eagle's out here. He's walking over here, and he sees another eagle in the sky. And the eagle's just soaring up there going, Aah! Is that an eagle sound? That was close? Sweet tea, was that close? Come on, girl. Okay, good. I, I literally just made that up. I don't know what they sound like. But he's flying around, right? And something about that eagle's preaching <laughs> struck a chord with that little baby eagle. Deep calls the deep, right? So, so even though that eagle was acting like a chicken, living like a chicken, that's all he knew, something about that preaching, that preaching struck a chord. And many of you guys have been in this church, and, and you might not understand in your head, there might be some confusion, but in your heart, you're saying, that's the God I want to know. That's the father I want to know. That's the father I never had. That's the teaching I never had. I need to know that it's not about my sin. It's about Jesus and what he did for me. And it strikes a chord in your heart. You don't understand it yet, but there's a chord in your heart that's been struck by that preaching. And all the other, he goes back and he says, hey, man, look at that eagle. I want to be like that eagle. Can we do that? And the chickens are like, shut up, bro. You can't listen to that eagle. You can't watch that eagle. Like, he believes he's got victory. That eagle's preaching prosperity. It's a cult. <laughs> you don't want to be a part of that. They believe they're above and not below. They believe they're the head and not the tail. 
And that eagle's like, all right. So he's walking around, man. And, and then he, he, the next day he's looking up there. He sees that eagle up there again flying, man. And he's like, man, there's something there. I don't know what it is. I want to be like that. And the chickens are like, shut up, fool. You will never be like that. You will never be free like that. We're supposed to be in fear. We're supposed to be surrounded here, each other. This is just kept in this bubble. This is our comfort zone. It's where we need to be. You can't be like that. And he's like, but I know I, there's something there. I know I can. And they're like, all right, that's it. Mom, this fool crazy over here. He's trying to be an eagle when he's a chicken. We got to be afraid. We got to be afraid of snakes. We got to protect one another. We got to keep it in-house. And then one, the next day, look, that little eagle looks up, and, and that eagle in the sky has a snake in its mouth. He's like, what about that? That eagle's eating a snake. Why are we walking around in fear when he's eating a snake? And that eagle starts to feel something inside. And all of a sudden, he starts to say, I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. And he starts singing that song. <laughs> because, T, what are you laughing at? You know I can sing. <laughs> Them chickens are like, that's a cult. Stay away from that, man. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. And then, man, he just says, enough with this. And he just takes off flying. He takes off because he's, Deep called the deep. He knew there was something there. He knew he was an eagle inside. And the Bible never refers to us as chickens, <laughs> believers, but we are referred to as eagles. And when he's up there flying, he looks down in that little space and he's like, man, look what everything I was missing. Because I was identifying with the chickens and not who God called me to be, an eagle. Soaring, eating snakes. Them chickens are afraid of snakes. Eagles look for snakes. What, what if the, we're all afraid about what Satan coming after us, man? Go after Satan. We're eagles. Go get them. Yeah, go wake up in the morning. Where's that fool? What? No, don't do that. You go after Jesus. All that other stuff will be taken care of. The whole point of the eagle and chicken story is, man, we are free. We are eagles. We're not chickens. Don't get, don't get confined in your little belief about what God says you are. You, you're not who you say you are. You're not who other people say you are. You're who God says you are. Look at The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life. Not just, aren't you glad it doesn't stop there? Life and that they may have it more abundantly. Once you realize who you are, once you realize you're soaring with Christ, once you realize that's who God made you to be, you look down at all you thought you had and you see so much more. That's where he wants us, church. He wants us set free from that bondage. Jesus said this, but if we, or, or back to this, but if we are in the light. Now look at this word down here, the, the word sin, and we're almost done. The word sin. So we are cleansed. His blood cleanses us from all sin. The word sin is harmatia, right? It means to miss the mark. That's what sin means. You've missed the mark. What mark? Mark to God, the holiness of God. You missed it. Yeah? 
That's what the word sin means. How many of you guys knew that? So most people think sin means transgression, like or uh, when you break the law. But that's transgression. And you're and he's forgiving you of your transgressions too, by the way. Hebrews 10. Sin is to miss the mark. Check this out, man. This is the Hebrew word Torah. Tor- what is Torah? Anybody, does that sound familiar? First five books of the Bible, right? The law, Torah. The Hebrew word Torah is derived from a root that was used in the realm of archery. Uh, yarir. Yarir means to shoot an arrow in order to hit a mark. The mark or target, of course, was the object at which the archer was aiming. Consequently, Torah, one of the nouns derived from the root, is therefore the arrow aimed at the mark. So the law means to hit the mark. Like if you can keep the law, you hit the mark. What was the problem? (laughs) Nobody could hit the mark, right? So when the Bible says that Jesus is the end of the law for righteousness to those who believe, what do you think it means now? He hit the mark for you. Jesus hit the mark for you because you couldn't do it, right? Isn't that beautiful, man? Come on, church. When when, when you see stuff like that in Scripture where Jesus actually hit the mark where you couldn't do it because he is the end of the law for righteousness. The Bible says that Christ fulfilled the law. What does that mean now? You know what it means now? Christ hit the mark for you because you will never be able to hit it. Stop trying to hit it. You can't. Just rest in the fact that someone hit it for you and has called you clean. This is it. Last couple of verses. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? That's evident. Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Those are all bad people, right? <clears throat> Anybody do any of those things ever before? The little, the the drunkard one? I know some of y'all were. The thieves? Who was I telling you that? I was telling you that, or you didn't know that about me. I got arrested on my last day of school. You remember I told you that? We really need somebody up in the sound booth that knows what they're doing. <laughs> you, don't you know what a mute button is, man? <laughs> I'm just joking. They know what they're doing, trust me. All right. Uh, and such were some of you, right? But you were washed. Were, were. Don't skip that, church. You were washed. You were washed. But you were sanctify that means you were you were made holy right now you're made holy right uh oh but you were justified right now in the presence of god in the presence of everyone in this church god sees you as justified why it's the blood of jesus justified in the name of the lord jesus and by the spirit of god where you stand in christ about to hit puberty i feel it Where you are right now, where you sit, where you stand right now, you are washed, sanctified, and justified by Jesus Christ. Don't let Satan get in your head and remind you of your, where you fail. This is how God sees you. 
Revelation. This is the last one, I think. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is, who was, and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed, da, 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 washed, past tense, washed us from our sins in his own blood. That's where we are today. We've been washed in his blood. So the blood is constantly covering you. A little, little more good news for you, right? And has made us, he made us, the, his blood washing us, made us kings and priests, kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. The, the, the blood washes over us. The blood cleanses us constantly. We saw in and every, all day, all day long, all day long, you were covered, cleansed by the blood of Jesus. That's how powerful it is. It didn't just stop back there. It didn't get dried out on the cross. It's still active today, and it's in you. It covers you. And because that blood covers you, and you realize you've been forgiven, now the Holy Spirit, the oil comes on the blood, and the oil's in you, the Holy Spirit's in you. You're walking by the Spirit. You're walking in the light, and you can hear clearly what God would want you to do. Isn't that a beautiful thing? And then you always got to remember, hey, I'm washed. I'm, wa I'm in the light. I, like, I can't get out of the light because I'm in the light. The light's in you. Jesus doesn't come in and out when he wants to. You've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. It's, he's in you. Now, walk in victory. Walk in victory over. If you're struggling with something, man, if you're struggling with alcohol, drugs, any kind of addiction, computer stuff, you're struggling with that stuff, man, walk in victory. Realize that you've been cleansed. Realize that. And the more you focus on the fact that you're forgiven, that's how you get out of those sins. No one needs a license to sin. Everybody sins. But if you keep doing the same sin over and over again, you have forgotten that you've been cleansed. The more you focus on the fact that Jesus has completely forgiven you, the faster you'll walk away from those things. You just won't need them anymore. Are y'all blessed, church? Hey, I got to get to a picnic, so I got to go. Will y'all stand up? And we'll, we'll pray out in just a second. I'll let Pastor Dwayne come up here and pray us out. Hey, listen, if you need prayer, if you have a prayer request as a family or as an individual, man, just come see me after church. I, I'd love to pray. Pastor Dwayne will pray with you too. Um, if you are looking for a church, this is who we are. It's what we believe. It's how we perform. In, uh, the way we perform in our songs and our, and, and, and our preaching is, is God-given because we're free to worship. We're free to preach the way God has has called us to do it, whether it's me, him, or anybody else in this room that gets up here. Man, we firmly believe that. Hey, babe, you got something? Oh, I'm talking here. Hey, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> That's a joke, all right? I respect my baby. Yeah, we're going to talk about it later. <laughs> it won't go down the way I thought it would go down, but we're going to. No, she did. I asked her to remind me about um, something, and I'll say that in a second. Uh, so if you're looking for a church, this is who we are. You just come fill this uh, piece of paper out. Let us know that that's your intentions. That's what you want to do. And, uh, and more importantly, if you don't know who Jesus is or the blood that has cleansed you, 
uh, man, I'd love to pray that prayer with you. We, we would love to pray that prayer with you and free you from all that, uh, looking at your past and, and holding yourself back, man. Please let us do that. All right, Pastor Glenn. I'm sorry. Amen. Come on, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for reminding us today via your word, Lord, that you have cleansed us. You've cleansed us from all sin and all unrighteousness, Father. You have declared us righteous. You have justified us. You have made us whole. You have made us well, Father. We thank you for the reminder of your word, Lord. We thank you for your Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of us, who is the spirit of truth, who leads us into all righteousness and into all truth. And, Father, we thank you that, God, your word over us is for us, is for our benefit, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you've delivered us. You've completely healed us. You've made us well and you've made us whole. And we thank you, Lord, that because of that, we have a testimony of your faithfulness, a testimony of your goodness, your love, your grace, and your mercy. We have the story of Jesus, God. We have the good news. We have the gospel, Father. We thank you for equipping us with that so that as we leave this place, Father, we can tell others and we can share with others, Father, the good news that we have, the hope that we have in Christ Jesus, the confident expectation of good that we have because of him and because of your love that's been poured out on us so rich, so richly and so abundantly. Father, we bless you and we thank you for every divine appointment, God, that you give us. Thank you for ordering our steps, God. Thank you for leading us and guiding us. Thank you, Father, for causing us to be blessed and for blessing the work of our hands, Father, making us to be a blessing. We ask you, God, to continue to go before us, make our path straight, and allow us the every opportunity, God, to bring you glory in all that we say and do. All this we ask and speak in Jesus' name. Let the church say amen. Amen. We are dismissed.